Welcome to the Make a Baby Podcast. I'm Carolina Sotomayor, your podcast host and Reiki womb healer. I believe that healing is not meant to be done alone, nor should it be. Over the past seven years, I have helped over 90 babies enter the world through the power of Reiki. We explore stories of fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum healing with a sprinkle of spirituality. We also dive into taboo topics, including trauma and pregnancy loss. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Make a Baby podcast. I'm Carolina Sotomayor, your podcast host. And before we dive in today, I want to say that the topic we're going to talk about is something every woman or any person that is menstruating or has a cycle needs to hear. This is a topic that we can never have enough education on. And the person we're speaking to is Amy Murray. And I am so excited for you to connect with her because she is a fellow Midwesterner. And we just love her here. So what we're talking about is how does your menstrual cycle work? And let me tell you, it's not just when you bleed. Because at one point in time, and it wasn't that long ago, probably a year ago, I thought it was. And I was sadly mistaken as I started this podcast. I discovered how little I knew and how little did those around me know how our hormones and our cycles worked in our body. So In this day and age, it's so important for you to know more about your body and how it works so you can make more informed decisions. So today we are talking about how does the menstrual cycle work with Amy Murray? Amy, thank you so much for being here. Before we get started, I love this. This is my favorite question I ask every guest. Where are you in the world? First of all, thank you for such a lovely intro. And I couldn't agree more with everything that you have said. I am in Missouri in a small town in the middle of nowhere. So for anyone that is like, what is Scooters? This cup that I'm holding is there's a small regional chain called Scooters Coffee. And it has a cult-like following. I'm in Nebraska, so Amy and I are giggling because our states touch each other. And I have to drive through Missouri to get anywhere south. And if you got scooters, you're going to have a good day. And I drink scooters every day. A shameless plug. They don't pay me. But they should. So it is one of the finer things in my life. So I'm super excited. Okay. I am caffeinated and I need to know. Are you going to spill the tea? How does menstrual cycles work? I love that. So let's just start with what you said earlier that it's so common. I hear this all the time. If I ask how long is your cycle, if somebody comes to me like, how long is your cycle? And they say five days. I'm like, no, like the whole thing, like five days. Like, oh, I believe for five days. Yeah. In the culture, we use menstrual cycle interchangeably with like your menstruation, like your phase of bleeding. And so public service announcement, your menstrual cycle, like your overall cycle is from the first day of your period to the day before your next period. So in a healthy menstrual cycle, maybe we should take a minute to talk about what does a healthy menstrual cycle look like within those two. So a healthy menstrual cycle in overall length is between about 26 to 35 days or like 24 to 35 days. And that is important because I talk to women all the time who are like, my cycles are so regular. Sometimes they're 28 days and sometimes they're 29 days and then they're 27 days and they're never 28 days. So they're never regular. So this is your 
peace of mind, your cycles, you're not a robot just because a man in a white coat decided that a menstrual cycle should be 28 days doesn't mean you're a robot and doesn't mean your cycle needs to be 28 days. So anywhere between 24 and 35 days is considered normal in overall length. But then through the work I do, I teach women to chart their menstrual cycles like in a very detailed way. So we look at more parameters than just your days of bleeding. What does your period look like, color, whatever, Mm -hmm. not just what does your overall length look like, but also your menstrual cycle is divided, which is the segue into the meat and potatoes of our episode, is divided into a pre-ovulatory and a post-ovulatory phase. So ovulation is like the main event in your cycle, even though it's like menstruation is like more noticeable, more like visible. That's it's just more obvious. So that's what we say, like the start of the cycle is the first day of bleeding. But really the main purpose of your cycle is ovulation because that's what your body from the biological side of it is trying to reproduce. Do you have any comments on that so far? I'm taking it all in because to be honest, I have never really charted. When I was trying to have a baby, I literally knew nothing other than just to have sex. And I thought you could get pregnant anytime you had sex. I literally thought that no one told me anything different. And I bet you my mom couldn't even tell you that differently now. And she's almost 70. So I think that I'm just soaking it all up. I'm like, okay, I'm currently on my period. This podcast is very raw. (laughs) I'm currently on my period. So I'm just like, okay, I do want to chart actually. So I'm just absorbing all the things about my cycle, but I don't want to do it in an app because of recent events and current news of like they could sell the data or whatever. I know we're going to do a subsequent episode on how to chart. So we'll dive into that soon. I'm super excited to record that because I want to do it on paper or maybe in an Excel spreadsheet or something like that that I have more control over. Can so. I put a shameless plug in there too? Do you um, have I mean, something guess... that you can give us or so, we can buy? So the Read Your Body app is total data privacy. It gives you the option to create like cloud backups and things that are encrypted and blah, blah. They can't sell your data, but you don't have to. You can have the data just on your phone and create like regular backups as a file on your phone nothing goes to anybody. Wow. Um, yeah, we have so to link that in the notes. We will. Yeah. For my clients, they can get a three free month trial, but you can also get like a 30 day like trial when you just sign up regularly. I or love, pa- love paper. I have used paper charts and I love paper charts. I have a little template that I made for myself really, and I'll share it with my clients. But yeah, maybe more on that in the next episode. Perfect. So you mentioned there's pre-ovulation and post-ovulation. And then ovulation is not the most obvious. And there's different hormones for every segment of your cycle, correct? Yes. So with ovulation, from what I understand, that's your feel-good week. Like it's your goddess week that you're feeling some hot shit today. Goddess energy. Yes, absolutely. So if we talk about what happens chronologically, so you're on your period right now. So that is like the first phase, the menstrual phase, you can liken it to your internal winter, you where you feel more withdrawn, you want to binge watch Netflix. And it is common to have PMS period cramps, things like that. It's Mm -hmm. definitely not normal. So if you have anything like that's definitely something that we could work on. But then after your period stops, and it should just stop and not like endless spotting for days. So it should start off like medium heavy and then tapering off to light and then stop without any brown spotting. So then you would move into what we call pre-ovulatory dry days. So dry days are where you don't observe any cervical mucus. And I can do a little demo for 
people who are watching it on video. So cervical yeah. mucus can look like stretchy, clear, raw egg whites, or it can look something like creamy white hand lotion, something like this. And all that is cervical mucus. So after several pre-ovulatory dry days, you move into your cervical mucus phase. And this pre-ovulatory phase, like after menstruation ends and before ovulation, that is your internal spring where flowers are blooming and you're starting to get feelings and things. Your and then, flower. Yes. And then right around ovulation, which is where you will observe the clear, stretchy loop. This is loop for my demonstration purposes. So the days where you observe this clear, stretchy, slippery mucus that leads into ovulation that is your internal summer where you feel like I'm so sexy and you might notice like your desire like picks up and things like that. You're only fertile for a total of six days in your cycle. So back to your saying you thought you could get pregnant every day of your cycle. It's the five days leading up to ovulation and ovulation day itself. And it's the cervical mucus that will tell you when ovulation is getting close. So not an app, not any kind of predictions that your app Check might be your telling fluids. you. Check your yes. fluids. Yeah. And so then after ovulation, we move into the internal fall. So that's the post-ovulatory phase. That's where like mood is maybe a little bit lower, not to the point that it impacts your life. So if you're like depressed as soon as you ovulate and you're having PMS symptoms for a week to two weeks, that's an issue. But it's like a subtle shift. Okay, I'm heading into fall and winter. And then while your pre-ovulatory phase can vary mostly in length and things like stress, illness, whatever, affect your pre-ovulatory phase the most, whereas your post-ovulatory phase from ovulation to the day before your next period is more stable. And that is also such a crucial period when you're trying to conceive because in your post-ovulatory phase, you make a hormone called progesterone and progesterone is the progestation hormone. So it is literally what supports your pregnancy. And like... That's the hormone that keeps babies sticking? Yes, exactly. And obviously, miscarriages are very sad. And I've had a miscarriage too. And mm. thanks. Like I said, there are so many different reasons for it. Like in my case, I do believe it was like a chromosomal anomaly because it was like very early. It just happens for different reasons. But it is not uncommon for a low progesterone to be a contributing factor in that. But yeah, it's so sad. So did you have any questions about that or do you want to move on to hormonally what's I going on? I want to know about the hormones in every cycle. So I think that's super important because a lot of women are like, there's something wrong with my hormones or how do I know what's wrong with my hormones? Which hormones matter? So what hormone is in each phase? Let's go there. Yes, there are three cyclical events happening at the same time. So it's like a synergy, like a concert, everything happens together. So there is the event <laughs> happening in the ovaries, which is the ovarian cycle the female hormone cycle, which the hormones are being put out by the ovaries, and then also how those hormones affect your endometrium. The endometrium is what you would bleed out during your period. In the ovarian cycle, day one, like you're on your period, there are a handful of primordial follicles. That means like immature follicles with immature eggs that are being like recruited each month. And so if you've been in the fertility space for a long time, you might know more about that as well. So the brain sends follicle stimulating hormone to the ovaries, which stimulates the follicles to grow around each of these immature egg cells. One of these follicles that contains an immature egg is chosen to reach full maturity. And that is going to be the follicle that puts out the most estrogen. So these growing follicles put out estrogen. 
and estrogen is the most dominant hormone in the pre-ovulatory phase. So in the first half of your cycle, you make a lot of estrogen. Estrogen has several important functions. It's a growth stimulating hormone. So it stimulates the endometrial lining to grow. If you've been in the fertility space for a longer time, or even the artificial reproductive assistance, you might know that you need a certain thickness of your endometrium in order for a fertilized egg to implant. And so that's estrogen's role. If you don't have enough estrogen, your endometrial lining might not even be thick enough for implantation to happen. And estrogen also stimulates your cervix to produce cervical mucus. That's the clear stretchy or the creamy hand lotion-y stuff that I was showing. And that is really important because that is the only time that like the cervical mucus allows sperm to survive in your reproductive tract for up to five days. That is crucial because ovulation happens on one day and cervical mucus keeps the sperm alive for up to the five days prior to ovulation. So even though ovulation day itself is considered fertile as well, you want to be having intercourse the five days prior to ovulation so that the sperm are there ready, waiting for right. the queen to make her entrance into the fallopian tube. And then um, when these follicles are like growing, there's this really big follicle in the ovary and estrogen levels are really high. That signals to the brain to send out luteinizing hormone. That's the LH surge. And that's what you're doing like ovulation predictor kits. That's what they pick up in the urine. And that is what in a healthy cycle triggers ovulation to happen 24 to 36 hours later. So luteinizing hormone triggers ovulation. That means the now mature egg is being ejected out of the ovary. It leaves a scar on the ovary, like a tiny scar. It's a pretty rough process. Some people might experience ovulation pain associated with that. I've heard of that, yeah. And then the egg gets released into the abdominal cavity. If you're watching video, (laughs) this is the ovary. (laughs) This is the fallopian tube with its finger-like projection. So like the egg is released in the abdominal cavity and the fingers are making a sweeping motion to sweep the egg inside the fallopian tube. And that's where fertilization happens. So the sperm are already hanging out there. The queen, the egg, enters the fallopian tube and fertilization happens. So as the fertilized egg divides and moves down the fallopian tube, which takes about a week, the follicle that was left behind in the ovary turns into the corpus luteum, which is Latin for yellow body because it has a yellow appearance. And that is what puts out progesterone. So estrogen is the dominant hormone in the pre-ovulatory phase, and progesterone is the dominant hormone in the post-ovulatory phase. And progesterone is what we were talking about earlier. You only put out a significant amount of progesterone after ovulation. And this says I could go in so many different ways with that. If you're taking progesterone to help you to try and conceive, you want to make sure that you have already ovulated because if you take progesterone before you have ovulated, it might actually suppress ovulation because your body's mm. what, what's going on. I talk about that so many times because it m- messes sometimes your cycle. Yeah. It's Event. gold. Thank we've you. We've never had anyone on the podcast go so technical. We've had doctors but go so deep into the detail to explain it in this manner. And we've talked about cycles before. We've talked about the four phases before. We even had someone talk about fluid before, but never in this receivable terms. It's very easy to understand the way you explain it. Thanks. So the last thing basically is if you are pregnant, if the egg was fertilized, 
and it takes about a week for it to make its way down into the uterus and implant that takes another couple of days. So that is why it's so important that your luteal phase, the post ovulatory phase is like at least 12 to 14 days. You can conceive if you have a shorter phase, you still might be able to conceive since we're getting personal on this podcast. My luteal phase is around like 10 to 11 days. I have a history of contraceptive use and I'm not a perfect human. I like sugar. And so all those things. I love sugar. And so even though I'm not in that ideal phase, in the ideal range, I was still able to conceive. So that's not like a you can't, but if you're setting yourself up for a success and you have that 12 to 14 day post-ovulatory phase, that's like where we'd ideally like to see it. And if pregnancy did not occur, if the egg wasn't fertilized, for instance, and the egg does not implant, the corpus luteum disintegrates after that time. So ideally 12 to 14 days, sometimes sooner. And Basically, that means your progesterone is declining, and so is your estrogen. Estrogen was very dominant in the first half. It's still like medium in the second half of the cycle. But then if the pregnancy did not occur, then both hormones decline. And if they decline too rapidly or there's not enough progesterone, that's what gives you like your PMS symptoms, like your period, cramps, your irritability, depression, mood swings, cravings. And that basically leads into menstruation. So menstruation is like the end product of ovulation and the egg wasn't fertilized. And that's why menstruation happens. Got it. So like, even though we say it's cycle day one, it's really the end product of you ovulated and now you have your period. This is super powerful. <laughs> can you tell us how women can find you on social media and how they can work with you? Thanks. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Jovita Murray. And my website is also amyjovidamurray.com. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our next episode. And I'm so grateful that you've shared all this knowledge with us. And for those who are listening, know that you're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to ask questions to me, to your doctors, to your medical team. And if they're not, send Amy or me a DM after you listen to this episode and let us know if you have questions. Let us know what you thought of this episode. You can reach me at thecarolinasotomayor.com on Instagram and TikTok at thecarolinasotomayor. And my website is carolinasotomayor.com. We are so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. And until next time, let Ricky flow. Frustrated being told you were fine by your doctor, exhausted from negative pregnancy tests every month, wanting a deeper connection on your fertility journey with your spirit baby? The Make a Baby membership is exactly what you need. Using Reiki will help you connect to your spirit baby, heal the trapped emotions blocking fertility, and support you in our life-changing community. With over 90 Reiki babies, we invite you to try the Make a Baby membership for free. Check it out in the show notes. Let's get you pregnant.